<laughs> All right, hang on. Dustin, who are you excited to see? <laughs> Scott Speedman. He's a new, and he plays the husband of... sympathize with him and he's sexy and wait, Scott. wait, wait. Yes? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a huge spoiler. Uh, no, no, it's like early. It's like the second episode. I mean, no, I mean, okay, I spoiled the first episode for you. I'll probably, I'll probably cut out very quickly. <laughs> I don't think that's... Scott what, Speedman. What we if talk about... If that's the... If that's the it Hold spoils open. the first episode, but we talk about shows. If we talked about you, we would talk about that. Because yeah, that is yeah the, Dan, where is the integrity of this podcast if we can't the, spoil things? I just well, like also, the... it's like the it's like the <laughs> narrative hook of the first the third season. Wait, so they they kill the neighbor's wife, and now they're trying to pin it on the neighbor, but he's too sexy for that. No, I just think he's too sexy for that. Oh, but how they, would you rather see the season go? Do they become oh. a, would you like them to become a thruple, thruple, a murder thruple? I would take that. I would allow that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, get rid of the Joe, the you guy, and just keep it with uh, Guinevere and uh, uh, Scott Speedman. I don't need the thruple. Guinevere? Wait, why did I call her Guinevere? I have no idea. Did you just say she was Guinevere from Bly Manor? No, I just said she was in Bly Manor. Why does she, she looks like a Guinevere. Does she not? I think her name is Victoria Pedretti or something. I don't know. She looks like a Guinevere to me. Nobody looks like a Guinevere. That's a she medieval does. name. <laughs> she looks like she belongs in that uh, show with the guy from Psych. The musical? Timothy Ahmedsman? The musical? Oh, oh um, what was that show called? Majest No. Gallivant. Gallivant. Yes. She looks Are like you... she should play Guinevere in that. Was there a Guinevere in that? I don't know. I'm sure there must have been. It's that kind of show. It has to have a Guinevere. Do you just... I next you're going to say she looks like a gallivant. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it her name was not Guinevere in Bly Manor. I don't think so. No, well, let me look it up. I never remember anyone's names in those shows because I binged them too fast. Um, one second. <laughs> Jeopardy music. Dun, dun. Do, 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 do. Uh, in no, her name was Danny Clayton. Oh, definitely yeah. not Guinevere. No, should have been Guinevere. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're literally the only person who thinks that. I don't think I don't, Guinevere would have. That wouldn't have fit in Bly Manor either. <laughs> Uh, maybe Mike Flanagan will make another series and it'll be a medieval horror movie. That would be show. great with and dragons. Be one of you. Yeah. Scary ghost dragons that are all symbolic of our misfortune, <laughs> our regrets. Sudeikis was just in a movie that came out, then I haven't watched it. Nobody even reviewed it because nobody cared about it. But it came out and no one gave a shit, even though he's like the most popular actor on the planet because of Ted Lasso. Because I think nobody cares unless he's Ted Lasso. I like, I mean, so. he, may, he may have kind of shot himself in the foot here. He might have. What was it called? Uh, South of Heaven? 
That might have been what it was. Convicted felon Jimmy gets early yep, parole yep, after serving that's 12 it. years for armed robbery. I read Upon his release, idea. he vows to give Annie his childhood love, now dying from cancer, the best last year of her life. Unfortunately, it's not that simple. Jesus, sounds like a real... That sounds real. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. He's going to be in the Hulu cartoon Hit Monkey. Uh, hmm. that's a, it's about a Marvel character who's a monkey that kills people. Oh. That sounds okay. If it's not Love Monkey, I'm not interested. <laughs> it's Read the, it, Love Monkey. <laughs> that would actually be great. I mean, they're rebooting. I mean, they're doing a movie of the monsters with Rob Zombie. I mean, come on. Yeah. Nobody liked the monsters back then. It was like yeah, it was always an Adams Family ripoff. In exactly. The first place. Yeah. I think I watched them back to back, like after school. They both came on back to back in syndication. But you're like, oh, God, the fucking monsters. But yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I also you watched, watched it back to back with what? The Addams Family. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I also watched like every episode of Leave It to Beaver like three times. Oh, I never saw that. You know what bums me out? You've never they... seen Leave It to Beaver? No. What? No. I've only barely seen Leave It to Beaver. What? What do you mean what? Why is this surprising? <laughs> it's not like it's not like it's it's Where I mean, was that it's, even syndicated? Who it was very that? old when you were a tot, so I know, yeah. but it was in syndication. It was like on Leave it to Beaver, Andy Griffith, Brady Bunch. On constantly. When? Where? Where was it on? We watched cartoons, Dustin. Yeah, we watched cartoons. But also most of those shows were on on Nick at Night, which no, meant you had was, to have cable. This was before Nick at Night. Oh, well, t- in my time... In my time, it was on TBS. I could only watch Nick at Night when I was at my grandparents' house. Uh, right, and I you didn't just have said cable. TBS, which is also cable. Yeah. Well, okay, if it, Literally, if it was not on NBC, I did not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> However, when I would go to my grandparents' house and I could watch Nick at Night, I very much enjoyed Get Smart and Mr. Ed. Oh, Whatever yeah. the one that, with the talking horse, which yeah, why yeah. have they yeah, not rebooted that? They should, they should reboot that. No, I didn't, I didn't, wait, didn't um, uh, Joey do a movie of that? Joey? Tribbiani? You're Matt. talking about Lost in Space. No, didn't he do an Ed movie? He did do a Lost in Space movie. Mr. I don't Ed? know about Mr. I don't think Mr. Ed, nobody has done I the talking horse. I don't think anyone's been that high oh, wait, to reboot he Mr. He did Ed. a movie with a monkey whose name was Ed. Did it talk? Uh, talented baseball pitcher is friendly ball playing chimpanzee as the team. I don't. It's think not a reboot, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do still have fond memories of the Lost in Space movie, even though it is like absolutely terrible. Oh, is it not good? I've never seen it. You've never seen it? No. You should definitely get drunk and watch it. <laughs> um, he he hits on every woman on that ship. Which is weird because they're all related and one of them is a child. <laughs> hmm. no, wait, wait, wait. There is a Mr. Ed made for TV reboot. Uh, it, a made for television movie uh, based on this. And Sherman Hemsley voiced the horse. But get this guess who starred in it? Jason Sudeikis. Garrett Dillahunt. What? What? And Sarah, when? When and did that happen? Sherilyn Finn, two thousand four. No, no. Sherilyn okay. Finn. Uh huh. Um. 
So how do we find this? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we gotta watch that. That's a that's a bonus episode. Uh, two thousand four. Mr. Ed. Mr. Yeah. Ed, the TV movie. Um, Holy shit! My mind is blown. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would probably. I'd probably watch this. Wait, TV movie? Does that mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, made for TV movie. Yeah, Dan, don't you have Hollywood connections? Uh, I, I, this is the reason to use them if you have it. Yeah. Exactly. No, I don't know that I have the right connections, but. Um. I wonder if I can tweet at Garrett Dillahunt. <laughs> <laughs> People want to see if there's like a, and Garrett. Wait, is he still on Walking Dead thing? No, Fear the Walking Dead. Oh. He, uh, he was killed off last season. I mean, he has to be killed off. Oh. Aw. There's nothing on YouTube. Really? Just buried that. That's oh, tragic. Wait, wait, there is a video of, uh... 20 minutes. That doesn't seem right. A 20-minute made-for-TV movie. <laughs> well. It's only the best oh, It's a super Oh, wait. Cut. It's not a TV movie. It was an unsold TV pilot. Okay, yeah. Then the pilot is here. Oh, I see it's on. Yes. It's on YouTube. Yes. yes. Uh, Will you send the link? Yes. So we're going to... Oh, there's Garrett Dillahunt. Yep. Oh. Oh, my. All right. Yeah, we're going to have to watch this uh, at some point. Oh my god. I'm so it's excited. It's so bad. Um all right. So uh we're going to watch that and we're going to we're going to talk about it next week. Can you know we what? Are you taping this because you should be taping this? Yeah. Oh no, this whole this whole thing is going to be show. We started 20 minutes ago. Wait, oh, no, but can okay. we take the Mr. Ed bit and make it a hidden track? I just really want to fuck with JS. <laughs> <laughs> like JS keeps listening and all she gets is <laughs> fucking, uh, there's a Mr. Mr. Ed, Ed pilot. <laughs> um, that could be, ne- I, I want to make this homework for people though. So they can watch, we can talk about it next week and they can, they can watch along with us if they want. Okay. Mr. Ed pilot. All right. Unsold um, pilot. Surprising that that wasn't sold. I'm shocked. I for one am shocked. All right, so we're going to watch that. Um, we've basically just been going. I might as well do the intro now. Well, uh, welcome to Podjiba. This we time want... around, the equine title character has an urban sensibility. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awful. Oh, boy. That's... This is Podjiba, <laughs> the Podjiba television podcast. Uh, we'll get to homework in a second. I'm Podjiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me as always are Pajama Mashing Editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And the TikTok Zendaya, Zendaya? Zendaya. himself, uh, Dustin Rolls. Hello, Dan. Uh, in the SNL sketch where uh, this weekend, where uh, uh, what's his name kept being hypnotized. Uh, oh, God, the Keenan, worst skit. That was like a Kyle Mooney skit. It was no, first of all, it was amazing because they they even got they got Keenan to break. You know how hard it is to get Keenan to break? 
<laughs> but they kept saying Zendaya and Zendaya different, like two different ways, and it was throwing me off. I'm like, which one is right? <laughs> I've lost. Yeah, what what's up? Like, what is what is correct anymore? Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so we we've been talking now for. I don't think I'm cutting out any of that. So we've been talking now for over 20 minutes, uh, and next week we're going to be doing uh, homework. Uh, so this will be in the in the link. Link will be available, but. There is a Mr. Ed pilot from 2004 that had that starred Garrett Dillahunt, and we're gonna watch it, and it's on YouTube, and uh, it'll be great. And Sherman Hemsley with the uh... voice of the horse. Yes, who with yeah. an urban sensibility. That's yep. I'm I'm offended on everyone's <laughs> behalf. <laughs> wow. But, That'll be next week. We're going to talk about other TV this week. Uh, but before that, uh, what what's everyone been drinking since we started? <laughs> Dustin? What, what you, you know, I have the exact same lineup as last week. Oh, and the week uh, before. And the week before. I, you know, it's been working for me. The Austin Pale Ale, mm-hmm. Austin Street, uh, the uh, Preble Raspberry Sour, and the um, uh, Oxford, uh, I mean, uh, Oxbow uh, Farmhouse Pale Ale. Maybe I'll Sounds switch it up good. next week. Tori, what about you? Uh, well, I'm on my uh, last final can of the maple breakfast out. Uh, oh, you're doing it. Oh, yeah. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm like, all right, let's just get it over with. Uh, but I did bring a backup beer in case I can just Not power through it. this fast enough. Uh-huh. So I've got a I've got a Karsten premium lager, which is switchback. So it is a different Vermont lager. Um, it's fine, Dustin, in case you're wondering. It's I was you know. so close because I found it today to buying uh, the, the the Green Street. Um, it's Green the, State. Green State. Green State. Uh, it was there and it was like uh, twelve dollars for a four pack. And I I was like, <laughs> but they were the tall boy cans. Come on. Yes, they were the tall boy cans. But I was like, right. I, you know, I would I would drink this, but not. Not for twelve dollars. Yeah. Well, you know. See, you thought about it. I did. It's and a I appreciate really that. Good. I would pay ten dollars for a six pack. You you couldn't cough up those two extra dollars for a Vermont original. <laughs> well, it's a mediocre beer. Excuse me, Dustin. It's <laughs> easy drinking. <laughs> it is a mediocre. Don't worry. I'm going to get you a whole case of this maple breakfast out, and it'll be free to you. Oh, that'll be great. That's going to be great. Especially because we know that Dustin can't return anything this week. <laughs> can't so. say no to a whole box. <laughs> why do you keep sending me these, and why do I keep paying for them? All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dan? Oh, uh, as for me, I am drinking, uh, I'm, I switched to Odeon uh, Okinawan beer this, this week, so yeah. it's nice and not too heavy, and uh, yeah. We're all drinking beer. We're all drinking beer. It's a rare, yeah, I was, I was drinking a lot of whiskey for the past few weeks, so <laughs> maybe it's time to, look, the, the whiskey cabinet is magical and does refill itself, but... Uh, it's, uh, you know, sometimes you got to let it rest. <laughs> Replenish itself. Yeah. That's how magic works. That is how magic works. Uh, <laughs> speaking of magic, uh, it's time once again for our new segment, Into the Sinkhole. Oh, my God. Plonk. 
with Dustin. <laughs> where Dustin tells us what's happening on La Brea, that magical new hit NBC show uh, about a sinkhole that also has time travel um, capabilities. Capabilities. Um, so, first of all, I want to say that um, I've been talking about a woolly mammoth being on the show for a long time because we keep seeing the, uh, the you know, clips of the woolly mammoth, but it's not actually a woolly mammoth. It's a, a giant sloth, which is like so, the size of a woolly mammoth. Wait, what? Right. So, wait, wait, wait. Does that mean that when you say we kept seeing clips of a woolly mammoth, what you actually mean was that you kept seeing clips of a giant sloth and mistook it for a woolly mammoth? Yes, correct. So you were not, in fact, seeing clips of a woolly mammoth? <laughs> no, it was a giant sloth. And I, I can you tell the difference? I mean, is it like a you like is it just a sloth that is larger? It's a huge sloth. It's like right. the but size it, of a woolly mammoth. Have, but does but it, it look like tusks? a sloth? Does it look like does a sloth? Does it does it like hang upside down from its four legs, does or it does it walk? No. Right. No, it look, look <laughs> like giant. Do you know what a sloth, sloth is? Versus. Woolly mammoth. I'm looking it up, and maybe there's like there's like do- doppelgangers. I'm telling you. I, I do you do no. know what a do you know what a sloth is? I know what a sloth is. <laughs> Apparently, I did not know what a woolly mammoth was. Wow. You didn't know what. A, Wait, what, what did you think a woolly mammoth was? <laughs> a giant sloth, apparently. <laughs> but a woolly mammoth is more like a rhino. Uh, yeah. Like an elephant it, rhino thing. Yeah, it's like Snuffleupagus, but like, yeah. you know, old. Huh. And mean. Yeah. Wow. It's not like a sloth. No, it's really not. So, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, really, there was no confusion except on your for part. Me, yes. So the show for- was being incredibly clear. Yes, but for okay. three weeks I've been saying a woolly mammoth is coming. But there is no woolly mammoth. It was a giant sloth. I did okay. not know there was such thing as a giant sloth. Anyway, it stole <laughs> all of their food, and including the baby roof. It was uh, the product placement in La Brea. <laughs> the sloth stole their candy? That's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. But didn't hurt anybody. Uh, and then they went to a cave, and they got trapped in the cave. Oh, they got chased by a grizzly bear into a cave. Not a grizzly bear. I don't know. It was a giant-ass bear. Um, uh, <laughs> it was a sloth. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Maybe that was a woolly mammoth. Um, and uh, they saw some. They saw the corpse with the present-day sweatshirt, and it wasn't a big a deal. They were like, oh, somebody else has been here. And then they saw that he blew his brains out. And they were like, oh, he didn't find a way out. And he's been here for like years, so we should just kill ourselves. And, but Natalie Z-, Z was like, oh, no, no, no. If he was here for years, that means there's food. And then they walk out and they find some mushrooms and eat them. Uh, what is the chance that those mushrooms are poison? No, no, she was like, no, that's the thing. She was like, these aren't poisonous, I know, because these are the same mushrooms that are in my house. Because the tree was like near her in her neighborhood in the present day. So that tree has been there the whole time? And uh-huh. mushrooms uh-huh. don't change, obviously. Okay. Mushrooms are exactly okay. the same. But then the other, the, the big storyline was that um, 
the husband, right. they decided not to let him fly the drone into the pit. They wanted, because he's like cuckoo, even though he's not, because of the visions. So they brought in somebody else, and it was his best friend. But his best friend had like left three years ago uh, because it turned out he was sleeping with Natalie Z. So they Ooh. sent him down into the hole uh, to retrieve her. And he was like, he had, he'd moved to Europe. And he was like, I had to because I was in love with your wife. Which is Oh, so he told the husband. Yes. Which Ouch. is fine and great and all, but I don't care. Nobody gets killed in this episode. There's no violence. This giant sloth was friendly-ish. Wait, so how is this going to impact her budding well, relationship with John Seda? Right. I see he went down into the thing and the drone lost contact with um with the present world. Uh but he like fell down in his um, parachute and uh, got caught in a tree and now he's just going to be stuck down there with the rest of them without any way to contact Which them. we all knew was going to happen because that's yes. how, right, like they could have predicted that. But now the husband is going to be topside having visions of his wife boning his best friend. Or boning John Seda, you don't know. That's true, That's it could happen. So we're getting a, a love quadrangle? Quite possibly. Anyway, it's really dumb because it's like, I don't care about, like, ex this is like a soap opera. I don't care about the soap opera stuff. I want to see them take advantage of the fact that they're in 10,000 BC, and they're not. Hmm. Well, you just want a woolly mammoth, and now you're doubly pissed. Yes. Right. I'd like a woolly mammoth. I'd like a mystery. <laughs> I'd like some murder. I feel like we, there is a mystery. There's a giant time travel sinkhole that makes no sense. Isn't that yes, a mystery? Sort of, but they just go through it now. Yeah. Um, I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I noticed in your recap that you gave Dan credit. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. For guess for um, correctly. I that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, guessing that somebody was going to get shot up with heroin because of an injury. Um, uh -huh. And I listened the... back to the tape because, as, as you know, we drink on this podcast. Uh -huh. So sometimes our memories get a little fuzzy. But I'm pretty sure that I was the one that said that John Seda was going to get heroin. Well, you were absolutely correct. Yeah, thank you. Hmm. And he was he, he's a doctor and he was going to, like, tell his daughter how to perform the surgery to remove the spinal fluid. But he had too much heroin and he passed out and she had to do it on her own. Okay. But I, I was right. Yes, you were right. And once again, Dan, Dan was once again with, Dan was wrong. Well, I mean, wrong by omission, just by not being right. And right. you lied. Well, I forget. Had you seen the first episode? Me? No, I have not seen any of it. I've been going so you purely predicted on this. your word. Like, I predicted it. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I listen because because Dustin, I listen to you. I listen to the words that you say, <laughs> and I take them to heart. That's your first problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was not I was I was not listening, which is why there's no way I could have predicted that with the heroin. <laughs> uh, I just although, you know you don't it's that it's that old you know writing um, adage you know you, if there's a if there's heroin over the mantle in the first act somebody's going to be doing heroin by act three. That right. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dustin, I have a question. Uh, there was a uh, Natalie Z's son had uh -huh. been mauled by a wolf. Yes. In the, in the first episode. 
and uh, they went to go get supplies. They got chased away by uh, by Sabretooth Tiger. They they got him back, or they got back, I'm assuming, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but I, I did happen to catch, while I was flipping channels, I did happen to see, like, uh, five seconds of episode three before SNL started, because they replayed it on Saturday. And, uh And uh, it, her son was upright and seemed fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, Is this the case? Like, he woke up the next morning, and, and, and she was like, the fever broke, and then he was just fine. And he's not injured at all. Not really. I think he's from being mauled by a wolf. He's going to be in love with uh, John Cena's daughter. Right. And then also um, the uh, the pot smoking guy might be involved there in that triangle. Maybe I think he's sort of. I don't think he's in a, a love interest yet. Okay. Also, that's that is weird. Uh, over on the West Coast, are they still showing SNL live at nine thirty? Uh, eight thirty. But yes, they do. Eight thirty, and so they just fill. What is prime time? How does that work? Well, there's no such thing as Saturday prime time. Huh. So they 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 just air an hour. They they they've been re, they've been rerunning uh, La Brea in the hour before it. So that's why I caught the last five seconds. I wonder what they air. I don't even know what they air here in prime time. Yeah, I don't know. Is it a football game or something? Uh, it might be, it's NBC, so might be Notre Dame football when Notre Dame plays. And other than that, I don't know, just, they'll probably just fill it with reruns. Huh. Um, they used but, to play movies and stuff, but. But also, yeah. oh, so that means you won't, I'll see all over here, we have the local news before SNL. And that's what I always catch, like the last right. five minutes of the local news. But that's right. not a phenomenon over there, I guess. Well, since. so we, we would get it if uh, if I watch it at, like, the quote-unquote correct time at 11.30, then that is after the local news. Oh, I see. But because they – so they air it live. The, the way it works Later. here is they air it live, so that's 8.30. For me, it's 8.30 to 10. And then 10 to 11, they actually air a shortened rerun of an early, of an old SNL. Yeah, then they do that here too. Okay, and then and then the news, and then and then the replay of SNL at what would be the normal time. Wow. Huh. So West Coast, it's just SNL night, like just lots of SNL. Yeah, and it's that, great because then I can I don't have to stay up until one a.m. <laughs> might also explain why the ratings are so much higher now, because you're getting like people that don't have to stay up till eleven thirty to watch it. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Um, as long as you have cable, which uh, I do. Although, if Peacock airs it live, then that might be one reason to get rid of Comcast. Not that, or I, Spectrum. Not that yeah, Spectrum. Not, not that I'm ever going to get rid of Spectrum. But no. Spectrum is a wise and wonderful company. Um, I actually don't know if it airs it live, and I have Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew, though, the next day, um, the next morning... You don't get to watch the episode. You can watch, you can watch it, the clips. But they yeah. don't show them in order. Right. On Peacock? Yeah. But you can get the whole episode on Hulu. Yes. Jesus. That's very confusing. You can watch the episode on Hulu, or you can record it on YouTube TV and watch it the next morning. But then a lot right. of times when they have the episode, it's like they cut out the musical acts. Uh, if they don't have the, I feel like nowadays they they mostly have the rights. Okay. But yeah, I, I remember that sometimes they would cut the musical act if they couldn't 
air it online for some reason. Right. Because they didn't have the rights. Well, I don't know. I just read Dustin's recap and watch the clips that he embeds there. Oh, man. This last episode was a stinker. I kind of didn't. I I don't usually actually watch all the clips. I just pick the ones that sound interesting, which meant this uh, time I literally only watched the Bow and Yang uh, Oompa Loompa. Oompa Loompa. Yeah, the, he was great. the Bow and Yang was was great. Uh, Bow and Yang also his uh, the school bugs was I really liked. Um, uh, also, Dustin, uh, how dare you attack Angelo? Uh, Angela uh, was terrible. Aristotle Atari's character at the Nintendo One sketch. It's so it was so weird and funny. How dare you? There's nothing funny about it. <laughs> I did like the eighty Bryant sketch. It was it was it was definitely a. Uh, how was it funny? It was just. What do you mean? How is it funny? It's just a weird character piece. It's ten to one. What do you want? It's it, it's like his first full character that he got on on the show, and it's like a weird like he's like he has like weird he's probably he has like Fred Armisen like, he has Fred Armisen energy except he's hot like it oh, which man, is very man. unsettling. He's probably been workshopping that fucking character for years. I bet I bet that was like an audition character. It feels like that kind of thing. And that is how sad uh, that is. It was. Do, do you are you are you just upset because he's so attractive? Is that is that? I, I don't even find that guy attractive. I, he, I can Come barely on. tell the difference between him and Andrew Demukes. What? <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> Dustin. Dustin, if you had told me Andrew Demukes was in one of the uh, "Please Don't Destroy" sketches, then I would be like, "Oh yeah, probably." I don't, I don't know, but uh, the the. Oh. This is this is Aristotle Atari is he's he's very distinctive. Did you know him before this? No, I'm just saying like within this cast, you know which one is him. Huh. huh. I, I yeah, I barely know. Tori, we need a we need a, someone to tell me I'm right. Well, I uh, haven't seen please... enough of this cast to know. I well, like I said, a... I only watched the Bowen one. Well, but please look at a photo of will, Aristotle I'll... Atari and see. Okay. Um, Andrew Dismukes but... is like the worst poor man's version of uh, Mulaney. He's like just the worst. I will say I did was it the Please Don't Destroy? Yeah, the on Aaron's catch. Um the with Rami it's like the Yes, who was like in a That was on retreat. Air? Yeah, that didn't yeah. go on. Oh if you'd read the cap the thing that I wrote. I did. I didn't know that didn't get um Oh, he's hot. Aristotle. Yeah, no, hot. Um, But no, so I watched that sketch because my friend sent it to me and she's like, this is literally what owning a cat is. And I watched it and it is true. Just Rami Malek going like, I would like a treat and knocking the shit over. I did enjoy his cat, like, especially like when he makes eye contact as he slowly pushes stuff up. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, I mean, I don't know why, you know, they could have just put him in a cat suit. But like, yeah, it's just, you know, that was just, this is what owning a cat is like. No, he's not hot. He's no, he's really not. What? Hot. What do you mean he's not what? hot? Oof. Oh my god. There's no. T- you can't take Dustin anywhere, really. This is the problem. I'm do very you... sorry. I would like to apologize on behalf of Dustin to the listeners of this podcast. Do you have? <laughs> but Dustin, you're usually the first one to be proclaiming. Uh... I know, but he's not. He's just. He's not. He's no Jensen Ackles. <sighs> oh, I know. Well, I mean, that's a that's an unfair bar to set. <laughs> Frankly, 
Like, I mean, he's so just, few, so few men are. He's sort of a bland, ladylike looking fella. Oh, that's not fair. No, he's wow. got piercing eyes and actually fantastic eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, I don't see it. He's just not your type. No, no, really isn't. Also, you the, like him. You like him rugged and in plaid. The uh, Jimmy, what James Austin Johnson? Uh, he may have a good Adam Driver voice impression, but he's just creepy as fuck when he did the Adam Driver. Did either of you see that? Yes. No. Oh, yeah, it was just creepy. I don't I like, like that him. guy. I don't think you don't like him. No. He's been getting a lot of uh, impression time. Yeah, he has. And I've never really loved The Impressionist. <laughs> so, so basically like anyone a... who does an impression is just you out. Don't like, yeah. No, no, not like, oh, I like Chloe Feynman. But like people whose only thing is impressions, like Daryl Hammond. Whoa. What? What? You're going to defend <laughs> Daryl Hammond? <laughs> Why not? The poor it's man. an important role on the show. Yeah. Also, like I feel like we're getting some something. There's there's some wire being crossed between what you find attractive and what you find enjoyable, like entertaining. Mm-hmm. And like somehow it's getting all mixed up. And so like if somebody, I don't know, it's like why? Are you calling me lookist? Maybe. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're like I'm fine with that. <laughs> Cool. Okay, so you hate comedy. Yes. And also people who are conventionally attractive. This guy is not conventionally attractive. How is that guy conventionally attractive? Oh, what? The. Oh, That's not the. Aristotle James Atari. No, no, I'm talking about Aristotle. He's not even conventionally attractive. Yes. You, he's literally. He looks like an AI designed him to exactly. be, on a, to be the bachelor. Like an AI. Yeah. But, like, that means he looks computer perfect. But, like, right weirdly so i don't see it man so it said he's too hot is that the thing <laughs> no he's just he does he looks like he looks cgi what what revs your engine do you Dustin? not like brett goldstein because he looks cgi is that a <laughs> well, are you gonna i don't well i find his personality very hot i don't think he's particularly attractive Jesus Christ. Wait, what? what? God damn it. <laughs> I feel like okay. we... Remember when we were thought we were going to struggle to have enough stuff to talk about this? Yeah, <laughs> I was worried. And it turns out Dustin, as always, giving us lots to talk about. I don't even know when we started talking about SNL. but No, I think it's, it's all in the character. I don't think it's him. You mean Roy... So you, you think Roy Kent is attractive. You don't think Brett Goldstein is attractive. Yes, I would, I would say that. Have, again... Have you I've looked at him. his eyebrows or like all of his chest hair? I mean, yes, but he, yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see it. Mm-mm. You can't miss it. It's all over his face and body. <laughs> it's the same person. <laughs> he has the same, same face and body. <laughs> I don't find him particularly attractive outside of his Is it because in, in when he's not in character, he smiles like 20% more? Yeah, it's weird. He looks like. It's the uh, only difference. He looks like uh, Messina. Do you not find Messina attractive? He's all right. He's fine. Like, yeah. And Brett Goldstein's fine. Oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> so Dustin has absurdly high and or weird standards. But I like, don't have weirdly, high standards, clearly. I, you do. 
Do well, you... Okay, who is your who is the hottest man? The hottest man. Uh, yes. John Bon Jovi. I don't know why we bother talking to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. He is really good looking. <laughs> what era? Like now or always? No. Is he forever hot? Well, yeah, he is forever hot, but like the hottest is like uh, New Jersey. Not slippery when wet when he was like, you know, long, long hair, but like when he cut it a little bit, had a little bit of a mullet. You're oh. gonna tell you're gonna tell me a rock star with a mullet is hotter it than Wasn't a Goldstein. real mullet. You know, when he, he's a good looking man. I mean, look, at least we know Dustin is back fully back in uh villain <laughs> mode and that's great for me. I don't think so. that's anything villainous about saying that John Bon Jovi is hot. I think anyone would agree with that. You just said Brett Goldstein is not hot. Yeah. I didn't say he, he was not hot. He was the, just, he's fine. Our look, our 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 Roy I know, Kent is hot. You said never tell you the numbers, but our li- listenership is growing, and they are not going to be happy about this. No, this is going to be a problem. There, are, you are going to have five emails about this. Maybe. I am. I just don't like the fact that you're equating Brett Goldstein with Gold State Logger, Green, uh, Green State Logger. Like it's just like in the column of Dustin thinks yeah. it's fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I... But if like I like that beer, and I would say Brett Goldstein is leagues <laughs> above. But like Roy Kent is like if you're drunk and drinking Green State Lager, it's perfect. I don't need to be drunk to find him perfect. You can't save yourself, Dustin. All right. Yeah, um, yeah. What are we um, talking about? Well, as long as as long as we're all embarrassing ourselves, I did want to I did want to ask this very quickly, uh, uh, because we technically only had although we added SNL clearly we technically only had two shows to talk about was La Brea and uh, Succession, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, I just wanted to ask both of you, uh, is there a show that you're watching that we just haven't talked about because either there isn't much to say or you're embarrassed by it or whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be a reason. Just like something that you're like, oh, I've been watching this and it's fine and it's bad and it's whatever. Um, uh, Tori, do you have a show? Well, so I'm embarrassed, but not because it's, it's bad. Um, okay. The the thing I've been watching um, and I'm embarrassed about is Cowboy Bebop, and I'm embarrassed because I, for some reason I thought um, I had seen it, and it turned out I had only seen random episodes. I'd never actually watched it all the way through, um, so I'm finally actually doing a first real watch of Cowboy Bebop, mm-hmm. and it's wonderful. But mm-hmm. I am embarrassed because I think I I definitely have. I believed I had seen it and I had not. <laughs> Is it possible that you actually forgot whole episodes because it's been so long? No, I think I did a lot of drugs and just sort of would uh. watch a random episode <laughs> and then was like, I've definitely binged this, but no. And then like, I've seen Samurai Champloo. I've seen like other, mm-hmm. like I've seen other things by that creator and just kind of, right. and because Cowboy Bebop was the big one and I would, you know, I'd be like, oh yeah, no, I totally watched that. No, I, I was stoned one night and caught an episode and then just, somehow in my mind it was i've watched all of your it. your brain filled in the rest of it right um i have not watched all of it i had watched very little of it and i am mm-hmm. now watching it um, okay and how is that going it's going great okay. Which, but it's now the problem is that i really want to watch it but we're running low on we, we've gotten through so much of it that now it's like okay i gotta rein it back in i want to savor it Oh, um, like you're almost out of episodes. Yeah, I'm almost out of episodes. Oh. Is it a different show than the one that you thought you watched? 
Um, no, it is it is the exact show. Like I, I recognize no, no, no. all the I characters. Mean, is the what's happening? Are your expectations as you? I mean, is the is it the show that you? Is it as good as you thought you it was when you watched when, when you I thought, thought you I had it? watched it and yes. I hadn't? Um, it is better. Okay. Um, because now, <laughs> now it's not just like, oh yeah, it's that show where they're in space. It's like, oh no, now I like actually can appreciate the different, each episode's like kind of story arc and, and the different tones it hits and stuff like that. Whereas I just, yeah, I just very much assumed that I had watched it all in a stoned haze and I, now I'm like, no, I never, I, I that never happened. <laughs> all right. It's a great cartoon. Well. It is. Dustin? No such thing, but sure. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right. Dustin, what's your show? Uh, uh, I'm enjoying uh, One of Us is Lying. It's oh, a, okay. It's on Peacock. It's, uh, I maybe should be embarrassed of it because it's based on a YA novel. It's a bunch of high school breakfast club kind of murder show. Like the four, five people go to um, detention and one of them dies, and then the other four uh, are like implicated, and you gotta like try to figure out who it is. And the thing is, I read the book. It's like a YA book. I read it like uh, two years ago, and I'm watching the show, and I have. It's one of those sort of light YA books that you don't. I don't know. I don't remember what happened, so I have no idea who the murderer is, even though I read the book two years ago. So the show's kind of fun to watch in that. Because you get to, it's like a mystery all over again. <laughs> I don't know why you'd be embarrassed. That is exactly in your wheelhouse. It is. Uh, it probably is. Yes. I mean, it's kind of CW-ish. Mm-hmm. No offense. Um, why would you? Not say no that anyone would say no offense to anybody. Say that. <laughs> it's just a strange thing to say. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty people, but they do uh, curse some. Oh, so you think the teenagers are attractive? No, I don't find the teenagers attractive. <laughs> Although they're probably 25, but I still don't find That's them true. That's attractive. That's true. Yes. <laughs> but it's an enjoyable watch, and uh, Peacock released it like 3, 3, and 2, and I just like binge through them on Friday nights. Just like, <sighs> after I go through. Apple is like the uh, Friday night uh, streamer. Mm-hmm. And Apple TV is just like dominating my Friday nights. It was Lasso and Morning and uh, Foundation. And then next week is Invasion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Which I, I just heard about like today. Honestly, I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I just know Invasion. It's an alien invasion. Oh. That's all I know. Um, yeah, Foundation's been getting good too. Yeah, yeah. It's been much better this week. Yeah. Because they brought back that original person. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so, so Dan, what are you embarrassed about? Uh, well, so I have recently <laughs> been watching more uh, game show content, um, mm. competition oh. shows and such. Just is it's a it's a good you know kind of like wind down kind of show where you're like, well, I don't I don't want to have to think too hard or you know watching wheel of fortune no not wheel of fortune but (laughs) what what i am now caught up on is the peacock competition show frogger 
Oh, oh God. God. Which is, oh my God, I had beer in my head. Which has uh, Damon Wayans Jr. <laughs> and Kyle Brandt as the two hosts. Oh, we where know. It's basically like a Frogger-branded wipeout right. uh, is the easiest way to describe it. With um, foam cars or something, right? With foam cars. and Although not every course has cars, weirdly. So they're, they're like different different uh, courses that people have. And then people face off one-on-one, and then the three winners all compete on like the final course. And uh, it's it's weirdly compelling and like I I did not uh, I did not expect to keep watching it but uh, sort of fell in and now it's like oh, okay there's like like Damon Wayans Jr. and Kyle Brandt are just so Kyle Brandt was like a soap actor and I think he was on Good Morning Football or something something sports adjacent for a while and Damon Wayans Jr. is Damon Wayans Jr. Um, but they're like just they're they're kind of calling it more like they they still do bits and jokes obviously but they're kind of calling it a little bit more like they're sportscasters so it has a little bit of that kind of feel um yeah and the competition is like kind of very <clears throat> excuse me competition kind of varies wildly in terms of uh like like you know the people are all in decent shape generally but like Sometimes there, there's like one, like there's a tall woman versus a short woman, and like, like the short woman's at a disadvantage because the jumps are long, right? But then the tall woman is at a different disadvantage because like she can't fit on certain, or it's harder to duck under certain things. So it's, like it's kind of like they never brand it like that, but it's just interesting to see like, or like, if you watch like over several episodes, the guys who are like super jacked usually don't do well because they're actually too heavy to like climb on stuff and things like that. So. Um, are they dressed like frogs? They are not dressed like frogs, which feels like a real uh, missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah, but um, well, but congrats, yeah, it's Dan. it's, it's weirdly a show that's embarrassing. Weirdly, <laughs> weirdly enjoyable, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm embarrassed, but I also will not apologize because so this is this is why you're not caught up on why the last man. Uh, yeah, and I, now I feel like maybe I will never be, unfortunately. No, no, no reason to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think that's fair. I think the show had potential. Well, it might have. I don't think that it was ever going to realize that potential. I think FX on Hulu screwed it in more ways than one, but yeah. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of things that the show was doing that I thought were really good. So, so it would have been bummed. better if it was just on FX. Yeah, because I also think it would have gotten it would have gotten the marketing, but I think it also creatively would have helped. Like I, th- I feel like there would have been more faith behind it. I mm. feel like there's something about there was a lack of momentum to it, which it made it a little hard for me to get invested. Um, because I definitely had this feeling like you know this is like they're trying to set up a world and they're going to run through their 10 episodes having barely scratched the surface of plot mm-hmm. and it's going to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I think if I, if I felt like it was a real, somebody was treating it like an event, um, it would have been a lot easier to kind of like give it your, the attention and like the, the patience to, to let it grow. Cause I think some of that world building it was doing was really smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I'm a little disappointed. There were, so, you know, some things in it didn't quite work for me. Sometimes it w- did get a little bit boring, but I also think it was like, uh, 
it was taking its time methodically for a reason. So right. I mm-hmm. would have liked to see if that all would have paid off. And maybe it'll land somewhere else. Is there somewhere else that you think it would fit as a show? Everyone keeps going like, oh, HBO should get it. I'm like, HBO will never. Like, it's not. I mean, I think in some ways, I think it would have been. Yeah, I think it should. I think Netflix should just snap it up. Hmm. I think it would benefit from a binge. Um, I think that they have a track record with. um, Comic comic adaptations that aren't necessarily superhero. But they don't do slow burns. They like to have like every episode and a cliffhanger. Right. And so I think that's part of it. It would need to be like kind of reformatted for that. But I mean, they are kind of, I mean, the way that they treated Lock and Key was kind of a slow burn of a season. The first season. Oh, yeah. I never saw that. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite comics. And like, it's another one where it's like, I was not super. I was not. I was on the fence on how the first season went, but I, I was invested enough to be like, okay, now that they've like laid that groundwork and they've gotten picked, like where would they go? And from everything I'm hearing, the second season is an improvement. Like they they have, they're doing more with the potential. Um, so I think there's something about like some of these shows. It's like they get that first season and they have to prove. They, they, they're kind of pulling their punches in a bit. Maybe it's because they don't have the funding or there's too much going on, but it's like they're, they're sort of, they need to prove themselves before they can go all out. And I feel like Why the Last Man is doing that. Um, I feel like Why the Last Man was like going for five seasons before it had even finished the first season. When it exactly. could have like, yeah. It could have and like, so it didn't do enough to prove itself in the first season when it's like it, we needed more of the like it just felt like it could do it based on the ip it's like oh we're gonna be around nobody's gonna cancel us we're why the last man which really makes me curious about the development process like was it developed for fx before it got shunted to fx on hulu or how you know did they feel like they definitely had five seasons you know because right. I don't mind what they're doing, you know, they're they're giving more balance to other parts of the story, and a lot of those other parts of the story that are not kind of York centric are very interesting. Oh yeah, those are but some, it, it, the better parts. They, yeah, like all the stuff I'm watching, like it's it's the, but there isn't like so as a comic reader, I don't know where that story would go because the the comic is really all about York's journey, so I can't predict. Like I, you know, I don't know how they're so it kind of threw the balance off. And for casual viewers, you don't really know what everything. It's so balanced between these two worlds that it's like, I don't know where they're, they're kind of still establishing rather than giving you the plot that would get you. So I'm like really curious. I, I literally at this point, there are three more episodes or well, given tonight's episode, there would be two more episodes. And I have no idea what the cliffhanger for the season would be. And that's kind of a weird place to be at. Like, I don't. And that's right. not a complaint. Like, I enjoy what the show is doing, but I can't quite tell um, plot-wise. I would, yeah, I don't uh, know. I don't know. I would assume that Marin Ireland, who is my favorite character on the show, would make it to the White House, maybe? No, she's already... No. No, because she's with the, yeah. the other people. She's going to be stuck in that commune for a while. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. 
her, and I like. Uh, I thought this week's episode had an interesting twist with the uh, the woman who uh, York proposed to being part of like a, whatever a cult. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's got kind of like a dark thing going on. Right. It was also very Walking Dead, but right. a lot of this is all very Walking Dead. <laughs> Yeah, but I also think that some of the stuff that the show was doing that wasn't strictly walking down. I mean, there's obviously, like, it's an apocalypse. People are trying to figure out how to survive. But the way they play with power dynamics within that, and, and really the power vacuum. Like, how do you fill that vacuum when historically you haven't been prepared for it? Or And I think that's part of why the Washington stuff was so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that, like... I, you know, part of my other issue, not issue, but like what makes me sad is that like, I, I think that uh, Ashley Romans, who plays uh, Agent 355 and, um, oh God, blanking her name, but the woman they cast for Allison Mann, the doctor, the geneticist, I think they're perfect. And that core dynamic of those two with Yorick is like what drives the story. And I would have really liked to just see more of them. And, like, see that develop. <laughs> and so I'm like, ugh. Mm, I don't know. Mm, I, I don't know. I don't like that storyline. I mean, I like Agent 355, but I don't really like that storyline. Because that's the one that reminds me most of early Walking season Dead. Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and I think that's fair. Like, I think that there's... I like their characters, but I'm not sure that the... And part of it is because they've introduced stuff that's so much more interesting right now. Although I know a lot of people are like, all the Washington stuff is boring. I love the Washington stuff. That's something like... Yeah. They, but the York, he, what, they they traveled to find this woman, and now they got to go to San Francisco. That's their right. thing. Right. Walking in the woods... Is that a Bon Jovi song? No. <laughs> Would you sing us some Bon Jovi? My wife likes to make fun of Bon Jovi and like uh, because Bon jo- every uh, uh, Bon Jovi song is just basically uh, uh, what like an idiomatic expression. So she's just like uh, cooking some eggs or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> huh? I never thought about that, but yeah, kind of. No, if you listen to them, they're all like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who says you can't go home? All right. <laughs> all right. So, succession. Succession. Oh, yes. Succession. Actually, um, can you guys, is the woman who plays Beth, in Why the Last Man. She's in Succession, right? Wait. Who's uh, who plays Beth? Beth? Oh, you're going to just... Um, I'm going to look it up, but I don't know who that is. Uh, Juliana Canfield, I think, is Beth. I might be wrong. Yeah, she's Beth. Okay. Yeah, and she's in Succession. Okay, I was right. Oh, oh her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's my transition. Oh, you're, oh yeah. You're welcome, yeah. Dan. Yeah, Dustin, we just saw yeah, her. Yeah, we just saw her, but aren't you didn't you start at the beginning, Tori? Yeah, I did. She showed up in the second episode. Oh, I don't think I remember her until 
this season. She's barely, I mean, she's just like a flunky that's like, you know, whatever. I don't know what she does. I've so, right. So you guys are going to talk about third season premiered after a long hiatus. Yes. I have watched the first two seasons, of, <laughs> first two episodes of the first season. So I'm w- way behind. So I am assuming that uh, Logan Roy uh, gets out of the hospital. He does not die. He does not die. Yeah. Okay. And he, well, uh, good, good for well, him. Yeah, we're just going to spoil it for you, I'm afraid. But it doesn't That's... really matter. It's not that kind of show. No. Well, can I ask my question? Yes. yes. Okay. Is this show just Kendall, every episode, Kendall getting fucked over? Is it just like constantly, like he mm. thinks things are going to go one way and then it just all goes to shit? Mm, well, this no. season is sort of... Yeah, um, this isn't, he's got, well, I guess he's sort of got the upper hand right now. I feel like everybody gets built up and broken down at different points during the, the first two seasons. So it's it's really just like everyone's kind of on a roller coaster, and it's just some people are up and some people are down. Oh. Yeah. I feel like everyone gets humiliated. It's, Logan doesn't really get humiliated because he's Logan. He's Brian fucking Cox. <laughs> but he has he, he definitely has he's down a lot mm-hmm. yeah I don't um. yeah I don't know I mean my I mean, yeah like obviously I'm basing it on two episodes but it just feels like it's like Kendall has a plan everything goes to hell around him for, like, it, like whatever he wants to happen does not happen right and I th- then when I it does happen of... he's still screwed Right. I think part of it is that, especially at the beginning of the series, it's very much about Kendall and Logan. Right. And, like, and like Kendall yeah. is nominally your lead, uh, right. especially when while Logan's in the hospital. But um, as the series opens up, um, as I think you'll see if you, if you keep watching, um, other characters become, like, like, other people within the family will become more important or less important and they'll become your favorite and then you'll hate them. Like it'll, it'll kind of like, I've never of... hated Sarah Snook. Uh, Although she's done lots of things where there's some stuff that she's done that we but... don't have to spoil for Tori. Cause no, tell me what has three. she, what has she done? Oh, she is the best character. Right. But what has she well, no, done? She's not the best character. Her husband is the best character on the show. He's Matthew McFadden. Yes. Oh How God. is he that character? I know, I know. Molly and I were talking about that. He was like Pride and Prejudice, and now he's this guy. Right. It's incredible. Also, it maybe like it's... looks like Peyton Manning. Uh, he does, he does, in this show only. Yeah. But is everyone on this show just really tiny, or is he really that big? Because oh my when God, he was Molly in was Pride talking and... about that last two. Yeah, when he's in Pride and Prejudice, maybe it's the hair and the, the outfits, but he looks like a shorty. And then that's why I was like, I knew he was in the show, and I kept being like, he, it must be Tom Wamsgans or whatever. But like, he doesn't, he, he's too tall. Like, that cannot be Matthew McFadden. I had to like look it up and then look it up again because I was like, it just can't be. But Greg is also super tall, and you, you probably think Greg is still, uh, he's still in the infancy of the show. And he's a huge doofus. He's still a doofus. He's terrible. Yeah, but um, he's so annoying. He manages sort of to like continue the, to be a doofus, but also... He's the Timothy Simons of the show. 
that's yeah, that's, that's a good yeah, yeah Tim yeah. Simons and Veep. Yeah, um, okay, but not as uh, irrationally confident. <laughs> yeah, and he <laughs> like at least Tim Simons is like thinks he's knows what he's doing. And sometimes he has like a Greg has like a moral center sometimes. Yeah, but hmm. Okay, no, no, so I'm everyone does you. horrible things. Yeah. Yes. What's interesting also, Tori, because where you are, I feel like I wasn't I feel like I wasn't fully in until about episode four or five of season one. Okay. So you're you're still in kind of like where I like at when I was watching that the early, early episodes, I was like, Oh, okay. This is okay, I guess. I don't know what the big deal is and then and then a couple by like two or three more episodes I was like, Oh my god, what are they doing? This is amazing. Yeah, okay. So it does come together. Yes. I think so. I don't know what the scene was. Like in The Wire, the shit, that, that scene was the word. Because I watched The Wire like three times before I got into it. You know, like I kept starting it and not like, this is, why, why does everybody love this? And then I get to that scene. That, and you're like, this is why. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, yeah. so, so what is the scene? That's, That's the thing. I can't think of the scene in this I show. don't remember a specific scene. I just remember being like, oh. I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden I'm very invested in all of these people. Yeah. Okay, so so walk me back. So what, I don't mind about spoilers because I'll watch it, but uh, so season three has started. Yeah. So obviously where I'm, I'm where I am, there's some backstabbing, there's some, you know, manipulation to try and, you know, it's about this company, but like I'm not seeing the full picture. So like what are the evolutions that have occurred that have set up season three? Like where where what is the chart? Where well, is the show basically, charting this season? Logan takes back. I mean, he comes out of the hospital, and he uh, he becomes a CEO, and then he sort of strings his kids along for two seasons, like um, about to anoint his successor, and right. he just strings them along. And in the meantime, they're trying to win his affection, but also fucking up along the way. Mm-hmm. Kendall fucks up, fucks up in a huge way. And are they calling him Ken a lot this season? They and, were, yeah. And they didn't in last seasons, did they? I he's, honestly don't remember. He's uh, been called Ken a few times, yeah. Oh, he has? Okay. Yeah. I just didn't notice it before. Um, but also, uh, Kieran Culkin's character... Uh, Roman. Roman, yeah. He uh, actually becomes like a, a character you end up rooting for a lot to actually become the CEO. Yeah, oh, really? he go he goes from cuz at the beginning if I'm remembering correctly, he's like clearly the biggest fuck up. Yes. Yes. And and he's going to but he will he he kind of like cleans up his act a little bit and starts I and mean, he's still himself. So he's still, you know, very much the same kind of like sarcastic asshole. But um but he does kind of like there there is kind of like an earnestness and a and an actual desire to do well that's kind of buried underneath that because of his like that's his defense mechanism, you know. And, right. Um, and I he think... also has a has a longer arc with um, Jerry, which Jerry. is Jay oh Smith Cameron, and yeah. where like they kind of become friends, and uh, and people have been shipping them because they have like a For weird good chemistry. <laughs> You're right. right, but they they have like a weird chemistry that like the show has since like leaned into. Which I just saw because, like, in the second episode, they have that. They kind of have a scene. Stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Like their first real scene together, where he's like trying to get her to, to, 
to replace Frank, I think, or whoever. Um, And yeah, I was like, oh, this is why everyone is is shipping them. Like, that's cute. Mm -hmm. Um, No, already his character, Roman, I'm like, he is the biggest fuck up, but he's also like so charismatic. Like, I just, I like him as an actor and I like what he's doing. And so I'm like, I know you're not the protagonist, except that I just... I would like you to be, if only so I can keep watching your character, because you are very, very interesting. Right. Um, and there was... there. I don't remember what episode it was, but there was an episode in season two uh, that... Uh, I'm trying to, well, I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, go but, ahead. No, no, no. It's, it's just because it's... There's no way to spoil that episode. Yeah, it's fine. I'm going to keep watching. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't remember which episode it was, so... But... Dustin, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's um, when you're like, this is like on a fucking another level show. Uh, yeah, because at some point in season two, and I, I don't remember because I didn't go back and rewatch, but like he gets, Logan slaps him or like hits him in a way that like in front of the siblings and they all react in a way that you're like, oh, this has happened before. Oh. And it's, it's it's just funny because like they're all yelling at each other and they're upset at each other up until that moment and then uh you know it kind of like snaps them back into like you know survival mode against dad uh, right in a really cool way huh i don't remember what episode it was but it was a good episode or it was the boar on the floor where you're like this is this is the wire Level. That's not the same episode, is it? No, no, I don't think it is. But the okay. War on the Floor is the episode where I was like, "Oh shit!" This is that like, was that was also season two. Yeah. Oh, so Jesus Christ, good, good show. What is is Alan Ruck's character? Is he like actually important? Because right now he seems just sort of like the pointless sibling. Still, kind of that way, but um, he's good comic relief. Okay. Yeah. But you never no, you're never like he has a viable like No. Yeah. But okay. he in the second season he runs for president. What? But he's a joke. Well he's technically still running for president. Well, I, I suppose he is. All right. You guys continue talking. One second. All right. Um yeah, so he's not a uh he's not a he's never seen as a threat, but he is constantly like maneuvering to try to become a threat or at least to become a threat in a way to like you know get money okay um and and but yeah his story has never been it's it's always been more of a runner throughout the season um but now i feel bad that like we're just like spoiling stuff for you well so what did you think of i no you don't have to feel bad i'll watch it and i won't remember and it'll be fine all right um There are things that I have not seen that I thought I saw, and so it won't be hard for me to <laughs> not have seen something and yeah. still not care. Um, what? So season three, mm-hmm. like now that it started, what did you think? Like, did it after? I know it seemed like people were really upset that how long you had to wait for this. Like, was right. it a satisfying, you um, know, kick to the season? Or I, I think so. I think that there's a little bit of. Um, a little bit of it is definitely like it's it's a little bit the way that like I felt when Survivor came back, where it's just like, oh, I'm so happy this is back. That, um, like like I've only watched the episode once, so I don't know if 
like if I rewatched it, then would I be like, you know, oh, there's some weird things happening because there were a couple moments that I was like, oh, this is an odd. It just like something just happens, and then you just you just kind of have to roll with it. Like they never explain things, uh, or right. sometimes they don't explain things. But um, overall, it was mostly just like, oh, I'm glad to have these characters back. It's it's fun to have them, you know, to be able to watch them again. Uh, one thing that I was struck by was that this episode, this episode takes place uh, in kind of like the immediate hours and maybe day or two following uh, the cliffhanger ending of season two. Yeah, and which so, was two years ago. Yeah, but uh, so but because of that, you know, the characters are kind of split up in like different parts of the world, and um, you end up with a lot. I mean, this show is always is is always kind of built on you know two pers- two people talking anyway. But there are many many scenes in this show that are two people on the phone in this episode in particular, and oh. that and that's COVID. No, I think it's just the nature of the way it's structured. Um, but it's because, like, there are a lot of people, like, uh, there are people on, like, planes or on, you know, in a car driving around and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. it, but it just felt like it was interesting to me because I was still enjoying it, even though that's really hard to make interesting. <laughs> so I was kind of impressed by the fact that, like, you know, the fact that, that, uh, Kendall spending half of the episode in a car making phone calls and uh, and he's calling other people who are either walking or you know on a pl- on a private jet or whatever and it's still but it's still entertaining and still fun to watch so huh. um, I think that that's just a part of that is some of the uh, banked goodwill that the show has from you know these characters who who people are really and myself included people are really uh, excited to see. I do wonder how long this this series can run because it's it's secession and even in the third season it's still about who's going to take over the company mm-hmm. and I don't I I mean at some point you gotta I mean it's gotta somebody's gotta take it over and then what happens. Right. So that's how much time has passed. Like, can you tell between when the show started and? Like in in story, um, I don't know. I don't think it's that long. Because no. there's a there's a line in the first episode, I think, when it when kind of Logan finally reveals that like he's not actually gonna um, hand everything, like he's not gonna step down and hand everything to Kendall. Right. And Kendall's like, "Well, for how long?" And and Logan's like, "Oh, uh, you know, five years." 10 years? I don't know. And it's like, dude, you're 80. <laughs> so I wasn't sure if they're like burning through that amount of time or. Uh, I, I don't, a couple of years. I mean, there was a big, yeah, that first season. Whew. Well, looking at, looking at uh, just quick Google and Reddit search because the Reddit, Redditors know everything. Um, it seems like the whole season one and two as a whole, basically went uh, about, is less than a year total. Oh, wow. Okay. Because they said, like, season one starts around early fall and goes until March, which is when the wedding happens. And then uh, season two was immediately after the wedding through the the end of the season, suggesting around July. That's what these people have put together. So, and then season three starts basically same day. So, so we're still only about 
10 months in if if redditors are correct and they're probably correct hmm. makes sense because like trump is still obviously the president mm-hmm. oh that's the right because they're yeah. they're also talking about like can we wait out the uh to the next election for right. something so do you think they're going to do a time jump anytime soon uh no this show no. doesn't seem built for time jumps yeah. It feels like they're they're very much like I mean, but but they have episodes that could go like a couple days without a problem. Right. Okay. But they're not suddenly going to be like, and six months later. I'm excited for you to catch up, Tori, because a lot of the show is sort of also a communal experience, and like seeing this and then going on Twitter and everybody reacting, and I don't really like that about a lot of shows, but this show in particular, like the meaning of it and. I uh, like the the rap. Oh, Kendall's rap. Oh yeah. Oh my god. And like Twitter the next day was amazing. <laughs> but that all kind of happened in the second season, right? Like the first season it wasn't people weren't talking about it the same way. No, and I, no, not at all. And I didn't watch the first season when it aired. I watched it like 3 months later. Right, when everyone was talking about it. Like, when right. everyone was like, it was really good. I mean, it had a bit of a Ted Lasso thing. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So you're no. happy it's back. It was a good first episode. Fisher should... Stevens is a regular. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's nice to, nice to have him there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Sanaya Latham is, uh, I don't know if she's a regular or not, but... She's definitely a big part of the season. Mm-hmm. So, like, as as viewers who are you know caught up in, and invested in the show, do you find yourself rooting? Like, do you ca- actually care about who the successor is? Like, who takes over this company, or do you just enjoy the? Like, do you get invested in this family in the sense of like actually wanting someone to succeed, or does it all kind of become just sort of like they're all awful? It's just entertaining. I think so, although the, our allegiances probably shift a lot. I've switched back and forth between um, Roman and uh, Sarah Snook's character. His name eludes me. Shiv. Shiv, yes. I don't know why I forget that. But Shiv and Roman. I, I feel like uh, they're all terrible people and they all need to, they all need to pay. Um, Want to see but, them all go down. Well, yeah, or at least not get what they want. But um, what's the way to maybe maybe the like I think an ending I could be happy with is if I mean my favorites are also Roman and Shiv I feel like that's com- pretty common mm-hmm. um, but uh, I think if one of them it doesn't need to be both of them but if at least one of them ends up happy but like not winning like loses everything but finds a way to be happy that might right. be okay like i think that's probably the best kind of ending that someone in this show could get and that's kind of um I mean, this is based loosely on the murdochs and i think that happened with not lock maybe not lachlan but the other one the other brother mm-hmm. who like got out of the business and mm-hmm. seems to be like doing okay Mm-hmm. Actually, that was a question I wanted. I mean, I know this will be a spoiler, but what's up with is her name Marsha, the wife? Oh, 
because the first season or the first couple episodes, it's like, you know, Logan trying to get them to sign these papers so that she gets two seats on the board if he if something happens to him. I think she's mostly a plot contrabance because I don't really remember her from much from last season. Oh, so they don't because I thought they were kind of low key setting her up to be some sort of like villain. I think no. they were early, early, but I don't think, or or at least they were using her as as a red herring kind of in that direction. But I feel like she doesn't ever become like a huge player. At least, definitely not by like second season. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm, am I? Is that wrong? I'm kind of like I, I do it. remember her being around a lot in the first season, but I don't remember her much at all from the second. And, like, second season, she, like, I rewatched, I only rewatched the season two finale, and she's already kind of out there, like, and she's not, uh, I don't think she was in the credits for season three, so she might be just out. Oh. But she also got another show, right? I don't know. I think she did. Um, This is where we would be we would do well to have Roxana on. <laughs> yeah, she would know. <laughs> yeah. Um, since she knows the show and is... Uh, Hi, I'm Abbas. As Marsha Roy. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, well, anyway, she wasn't in the first episode, put it that way. Okay. Um, so... And I don't really see a place for her in this setup but who knows this show's very smart yeah yeah so they fight mm-hmm. you end up rooting for whoever you, so so basically the show somehow so even though it's the first season seems to be really trying to lead for like kendall being the one who should take the helm. Mm-hmm. You end up like it sounds like nobody is rooting for him. Nobody roots for him. No. So why? Because he's like either what does the he do? the foil or the villain. He's the villain. Yeah. But but part of the problem too is that he's also he is like of the three, he is probably technically the best choice. Like if you if you were just like okay you got to pick one of these kids to take over, he's he's the one who's actually groomed for it. It's just that he has so many other problems that you wouldn't want. To, I mean you know the other two also have their own problems, but right. Um, but like his he's the one who's suppo- like he's like trying to fuck over his own dad repeatedly. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like his dad has sort of earned that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But he's Brian Cox, and you still like. <laughs> this is one of the ones where, like, you root for the guy who is objectively the worst, and it's Logan. Kind of, sort of. I mean, I don't know. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. It's. It, I mean, it really is. Like episode to episode, you root for different people. Like there are there are points where you're like, Greg is the best. Are they I somehow? Can't, I can't imagine. I know. That. I know. I don't. I don't remember that. But that seems like, so absurd. You don't want him to like succeed, but you're like, oh yeah, Greg, Greg, I love Greg. Uh, and then I there's a agree. lot of episodes where you feel really, really, a, really, a lot of sympathy. I don't know if sympathy is the right word, but you feel for uh, Matthew McFadden's character. 
just really feel for that guy. Tom Wamsgans. Yeah, Wamsgans. even though he's the yes. biggest douchebag in the world, you're like, oh, poor Tom. Poor Tom. No. He's no? desperate. No. He's desperate. No poor Tom. Oh. Because of the way that he, he picks on Greg. Oh, but that's also like hilarious. Oh yeah, it's very funny, but it's also like that's your he's he's a terrible human being. Just a, yes, he's a he's like, a weak, uh, terrible human being. There's a point I think I think it's in season two where he like uses uh like a like one of the uh, one of the other employees is like a footrest. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> you just come over here and and like get on your all fours so I can use you as a footrest. Uh, um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I don't think you actually root for anybody. I think that you just have character. I think you enjoy the drama and the chaos yeah, of it. Yeah. And you have certain characters who you, and, but even this will shift where like, you don't want them to hurt as much because <laughs> everyone is punishing everyone at all times. All right. times. Yeah. Is uh, the, uh, no, no, I guess that Frank getting fired is not in the first two episodes. Yeah, it is. Well, it I mean, is? yeah, like at the baseball game where yeah. he, yes, he yes. finds out. Yeah. Oh, I love that scene. Yeah, that's like the first episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Um, one other side benefit of the, especially as the show expands and continues on, is that you do get to see, um, you get to know like the side people who are not in the family, just uh, outside of um, Jerry, who's kind of always been, you know, I mean, as far as the show goes, she's inner circle, right? Even though she's not a Roy. Right. Um, but so a couple of like the, the more peripheral characters, um, you get to see enough of them and like get just invested enough in, in like who they are and like the way that they are that um, you can enjoy like when they try to like occasionally, like this happened uh, in, in the first episode of season three where like a couple of the, of the, the lesser, you know, important within the company structure but lesser to the show people try to kind of like half-heartedly make their plea for like why they're why they're important or why should they should be put in charge and you can see that they don't believe it but they're kind of like well i have to ask even though i know i'm about to be humiliated (laughs) it's like what if what if i was what if you considered me to be to be the leader they're like no um (laughs) But it's great because you can see that they don't believe it and they still have to do it anyway um, because they can't not. Um, I think just by this case. time next week, Tori, you're going to be completely like... Obsessed. Yes. I mean, yeah, I, I can see that. I will probably be obsessed. Although now I'm like, should I, be, should I just start watching you? Watch Secession is a better show. Okay. Like, in every... <laughs> Except for Scott Speedman, who is not in it. She's great. So Scott Speedman is hot, but uh, Atari, uh, Aristotle Atari is not. Uh, he's he's not he's not as attractive. <laughs> Agree to disagree. I don't think people I know what Scott Stevens looks like. I don't think that's true. I don't know what he looks like. He's not. He wasn't even the hot one on Felicity. 
<laughs> Scott Foley was. <laughs> no, he wasn't even the hot one. Hmm. I don't see. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, Tori, I I do hope that you keep watching in part, uh, if for no other reason than uh, that I'm curious if if you do find a moment where you realize you're hooked. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, if, I'll, if, I'll report back. Yeah, if you remember, if you realize, like, oh, this is a scene, or this is the episode, or whatever. Because I, I do remember this is the it was equivalent about, of the fuck scene. Yeah, because I feel like for me it was it was about four or five episodes in, but I don't remember like a specific scene. I just remember kind of waking up and being like, oh, I guess I really like this now. Yeah. Um, which is weird. No, that happens. I'm looking forward to seeing like what that when it turns for me because mm-hmm. I'm like I like it, but I'm not hooked yet right right and that i that i do kind of understand yeah um also we lost dustin so uh i don't know if this might be <laughs> too many scots <laughs> too many scots he just he he couldn't you know he just he knew he was losing the argument so he accidentally lost his connection is my is my take i think that's fair um, Could, he couldn't handle it yeah um so sh- i guess that's a good oh good a place as any to or is he coming back it is he just logged back in but we we probably should wrap up the show anyway dustin yes i don't know what happened yeah we we it's okay we know that you felt like you were losing the argument and so you just had to <laughs> that's, that, un, that's what i did plug your controller you know I like pull the cord lasselton <laughs> are you did you come back just so you could tell us more hot scots oh my god it's so hot oh my god <laughs> You love Scott Eastwood, don't you? No. No. We he, won't go that far. He kind of looks like Scott Speedman. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you showed me pictures of them side by side, I don't know Stop that I'd know it. which one is which. <laughs> so upset. <laughs> uh, on that note, uh, it's probably time to go. Uh, but, you know, so we, again went quite long despite the fact that I thought I was worried that we were Every not week gonna have enough worried. time. I know and I don't know why I am. I shouldn't I be. But we can just chat and chat and chat. And we so. have homework now too. And we have homework because we're all going to watch the uh, Mr. Ed pilot from 2004. Uh, it's only 20 something. 20 minutes so it's, it's real quick. Uh, it will be in the show notes. It will be in the uh, post if you read the post on pajiba.com. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully, some of you uh, suffer along with us because I mean, enjoy it along with us because I'm sure it's great. Um, yeah, I don't know. You guys have anything else before we go? Nah, that's all I got. I just disagree with Dustin, but that's normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, have a good night. Good night, good night everybody.